Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Andre, I'm behind the wheel of a truck, except I don't have my hands on the wheel. I've got my sunglasses on. We're not burning any gas, and we're in the middle of, well, let's face it, nowhere, Iowa. Yeah, I am uh, next to you in the truck. I'm staring at beautiful rolling hills. And windmills. And windmills, and the highway. And we are in a brand new truck we recently purchased at TFL. Yep, this is a special bonus episode of the Talking Trucks podcast, and we are on the road, so excuse the road noise, because we are behind the wheel of the brand new Ford F-150 all-electric Lightning, and we're going to give you a bunch of great impressions in this bonus episode. First of all, how we bought it, how much we paid for it, what's it like to drive an electric truck across country, how does Blue Cruise work, because my hands are completely off the wheel and my feet are off the accelerator, and of course, how is it to charge when traversing this beautiful country of ours, Andre. So that's a lot to unpack. So guys, thank you for joining us for this bonus episode. And let's start with the beginning, which goes back a year. How did we get our hands on one of the first F-150 Lightnings in the land? It's probably more than a year, Roman, because when Ford first introduced, uh, officially introduced the Lightning truck, uh, they soon after that, they opened their reservation books or uh, pre-orders. And uh, I, I really wanted to jump on it because uh, for you guys, for the audience, right? Uh, we wanted to be one of the first. Uh, so I, I put my $100 down and for TFL. And we were able to configure it and then finally just get it with the help of a bunch of, of, of many people, right? Yeah, the, our friends at Ford, our friends at Brighton Ford, our friends at uh, Village Ford. <laughs> it took a lot of people to make this happen. Uh, and we wanted to specifically pick it up in Detroit, like four miles from where it was built at the Rouge plant, because we wanted to be the first to see what it's like to cross country a lightning. And we are in the middle of that. We have now driven, well, I'll tell you how much we've driven exactly. So uh, we have driven uh, 663 miles. We're getting two miles per kilowatt hour. And we slept like, uh, well, like four hours last night because we got into... Uh, uh, I forget the name of the town in Iowa. Uh, Iowa, it was somethingville. Yeah, something. So, so, a village. Curryville, Gilbertville. Coralville. Coralville. We got yes. to Coralville at 3 Sorry, in the morning. Sorry, guys, if you're from Coral, Coralville. So we're a little slap happy because we're trying to get to, uh, back to Denver tonight. Uh, so we flew yesterday uh, to uh, Detroit uh, and picked up the truck at a place called Village Ford uh, where uh, Ford delivered it like three miles from the plant and uh, the truck that we purchased andre is pretty expensive we are sitting in an eighty-one thousand dollar truck this is the uh, lariat why yeah. do we get a lariat and not the pro which costs forty thousand yes so that's a great question roman so initially you know me yeah. I, I love uh good value yeah you own an f-150 
hybrid and XL. it's XL. It's an XL, yeah. And yes. So why is TFL one of the most expensive trucks? Because I wanted you to pay more, Roman. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. No, 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 no. That's not it. Uh, so we wanted to do several things. First of all, we wanted to have a bigger battery. Yeah. Right. So the Lightning comes with two battery options: a standard one and an extended range one. We wanted the extended range one, which is now rated up by Ford and EPA uh, at 320 miles. We'll tell you what it actually does in the real world, right? Not 320. Uh, <laughs> Not, it's, it's less than 320, guys. Yeah, let's okay? talk about that because we got the yes. truck with a 100% charge. Uh, and I'd say we were close to like 80% of that on this road trip. Of course, we're averaging about 70, the speed limit 70. And if I'm being honest, which I always am, we're doing about five over the speed limit, which is what everybody does along. I-80 well, right now. Well, people are tailgating us right now. People are tailgating us. <laughs> so, so we're doing about 75, uh, and we're not quite getting the 320. We're probably getting more like 280 miles. Then uh, uh, that's hard to say. It's not a firm number because obviously we don't want to charge this thing up to 100% every time because we'd be driving waiting, much, yeah, forever, uh, forever. But anyway, the, the reason we I think got the platinum was because we figured Ford was building the more expensive trucks first because they make more money on them before they build the Pro. So how, how big is yeah. our, our battery, Andre? Yeah. So this is the Lariat. So uh, our battery is about 131-ish uh, kilowatt hours. Um, it is a pretty large pack that sits between the frame rails. Uh, it is still a body-on-frame pickup truck. In fact, the F-150 Lightning shares many components with a regular F-150, including the cab, some of the interior components, uh, partially the frame, but the rear suspension is, of course, very different on the Lightning. Uh, so we wanted to get the bigger battery. We got that. We wanted maximum towing. Wait, wait, hold on. You can't just say the rear suspension is different and leave it at that. It's independent, dude. That's huge. It's huge. It's, the, it's really the first traditional sort of in quotes traditional truck with independent rear suspension and it's done this way because there's an electric motor in the back and there's an electric motor in the front so it's all-wheel drive all the time yeah and uh, it also has and i love this andre a mechanically locking rear diff so here you can electronically select the mechanical locking diff and i think that's really good because i've found and we've driven now both the Rivian and the Hummer EV. I found that when you have an electronically locking electronic rear diff, yeah. basically software that simulates a mechanical rear diff, it isn't as good as having the power go 50-50 exactly using you know good old gears, gears, gears versus, yes. versus versus you know software trickery. <laughs> yes. So that is a good thing, and we'll be testing it off road. Yeah. So but we have big plans for this truck. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So we want to be not just the first to road trip it, but the first to ike it, uh, the first to actually um, do a comparison, uh, and we're going to be filming that video next week, which is exciting. So we're going to do a uh, wrench test. Yeah, a direct comparison of diesel versus electric versus gas versus hybrid we've got all four of those trucks yeah we're of course going to drag race it you know that heck yeah and against multiple vehicles right yeah so all that is all that information is found over at alltfl.com so uh go and check that out if you're having um anxiety because of all the youtube channels that we now manage yeah that's one-stop shop alltfl.com all for TFL. sure so so we, we picked it up um we published the video if you want to see it it's at alltfl.com already, uh, and uh, we jumped in and headed out uh, to Chicago, uh, where I grew up, uh, to have dinner with my buddy Steve. Yeah. Uh, and the first thing that we figured out was uh, that this uh, 
vehicle comes with something called Blue Cruise. Now, we, we struggled a little bit to turn on Blue Cruise because there's a trick, Andre. Yes. And, of course, we were trying to, you know, get to places. And um, so when I got behind the wheel first from Dearborn, got on the highway, I pushed the cruise control button and nothing on, happened. on the steering wheel, and it just went adaptive. Yeah. There was not a um, hands-free driver assistance. Blue Cruise was not on. Yeah, so the way Blue Cruise works, Blue Cruise. Blue's Cruise? <laughs> Blue Cruise. Not to be confused with Super Cruise. <laughs> not to be confused with Active Glide. Okay. Lincoln, one is the GM system and one is Lincoln's version of it. Uh, you guess which one. Link, the Lincoln system sounds a little naughty, if I'm being honest. But anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, what what we figured out was that um, you had to first and foremost have uh, lane centering on, right? Or yes. lane keep before it would activate the yes. hands-free. So that's the trick. Yeah. Yes. So on the steering wheel, there's another button, which is lane keep assist system. And as soon as that's on, uh, which is just a simple press of a button, you can click the cruise control button. And if you're on a pre-mapped highway, a little blue light comes on at first in the left portion of your gauge cluster and then uh, the blue cruise is activated yeah and so right now i'm driving with my hands off the wheel uh, and there's a sensor here that looks at your eyes and i'm wearing sunglasses and it sees that and the downside to it is if you like try to reach down here and have some of my i'm, I'm, I'm chewing on uh, simply salted uh, pumpkin seeds uh, sometimes <laughs> it knows that you're not watching the road and it Kind of, it'll like, beep at you yeah it's kind of a nanny thing it, it nannies you and says keep your eyes on the road uh keep your uh uh you know hands on the wheel if yeah. it doesn't all of a sudden for instance know that there's congestion or there is uh, well, we, some kind of construction uh, yeah so so we have found that it works what would you say like um 80 of the time pretty flawlessly and then 20 percent, it's just annoying I would, I, that would I, be my guess i, I would agree because I mean, this highway I-80 and also I-94 are pre-mapped, yep. so technically it should work. But we've gone through multiple different construction zones, narrow lanes, uh, lanes that go around during constructions, and big semi-trucks that are encroaching on our lanes, right? Um, all that stuff. So, yes, you still have to pay attention. Um, it kind of works, like you said, 80 to 85% of the time. And then like 10% of the time it yells at you and yeah. nags you. So. Yes. The 80% where it works is nice. The 10%, 20% where it's nagging you is not so nice. It's you know it's it's a work in progress, I would say. Now, um, one of the other things that we quickly learned uh, while driving this truck is, at least from my point of view, is that the 7,000 pounds of Ford F-150 Lightning, because of the battery, so it's heavy, actually makes it a really comfortable uh, and I would say competent highway cruiser. I would agree completely, and also I noticed sitting in this lariat, uh, the seats are actually pretty soft and kind of comfy. So, so the seats are comfortable, the truck feels very stable and very, very solid on the highway, and it's partially thanks to that suspension, right? Um, and also, like you said, the weight of the truck, which is fairly heavy. Uh, we do have about 1,680 pounds of payload which is still a really good number. And 10,000 pounds of towing. Exactly. And that's the other part why we got the Lariat. Um, we really wanted, you know, that maximum towing package, which provides additional cooling for the motors and the battery systems. Um, so so 10,000 pounds, we really wanted to test it to the limit. Um, that was another reason. We wanted to be first. We thought, you know, the more expensive models are going to be built first. 
So that's why we went that way. Yeah, so let's talk about some other things that, that are good about the truck, and then I'll talk about some things that aren't so good. So if you're listening to this podcast, you'll hear the road noise, and it's not bad. Basically, we're just getting tire noise. Uh, engine whine is almost non-existent. Uh, that's a truck that we're passing. Yep. Uh, uh, wind noise is almost non-existent. It's a very quiet truck, Andre. Uh, it's not perfectly quiet, obviously. There's still road noise that's coming up. Uh, but for the most part, uh, it's very uh, chill in here. I would agree, and the stereo system is amazing. Uh, obviously, we're not using the stereo system right now, but I think what you're hearing mostly is the concrete surface right now. Yeah, it's tire noise. It's just the tire noise. If you were on asphalt on some other surfaces, actually, it's 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 a bit quieter. So I'm fairly happy actually with the noise level. And we've got a very luxurious truck. So besides Blues Cruise, of course, Blackie, this isn't Blues Cruise. <laughs> Maybe Ford should have called it that. It would have been more interesting. <laughs> Uh, and speaking of which, the, the one thing I do have to say about all of these systems is they, they don't, they drive like a computer drives and they don't drive like a human drives. So like one of the things that is a little disconcerting is like if I see something ahead of me that's happening and the taillights come on, I will automatically start to slow down, right? This because... Anticipating. It, it, yeah, anticipating yeah. what's happening. This will not do it until it actually gets within the adaptive cruise control set limit. Uh, and that's a little scary because you're probably breaking later and harder than you would normally do uh, and it still has a rough time like approximating how comfortable i am so we're about to pass the semi truck yeah. uh, and i found a number of occasions it just gets very close to the semi truck whereas i don't want to be near a semi truck so i'm going to be hugging the left side of the lane yeah. versus kind of going down the middle or on the right side of the lane where the semi truck is like right now it's happening to us as we speak yeah there's a uh, semi truck that's pretty close to our you know uh, I feel, to the center lane yeah, right I, I feel like i'm way too close to it like i could i could reach out and and scratch it uh let's not reach out and scratch it okay no, but i feel like i could so and we're about to actually hit some road construction and it does have this feature where you can turn it on or off which i like and that is sign recognition so right now i'm doing 75 the speed limit is 70 sorry uh and it's going down to 55 now if we had sign recognition on it would automatically slow down to 55 but i find that annoying so i turn it off so now i'm doing it manually yes so it is, it is a nice feature like you were saying uh the interior um is relatively luxurious and i would say with this 15 and a half inch vertical display in the center it looks really really i would say futuristic almost um, the screen is really crisp high resolution screen uh, but you know roman you know on the doors there's hard plastics in a lot of places that's a lot of hard plastic there andre <laughs> so i would say for eighty thousand dollars or a little bit more than eighty thousand dollars like we said I would kind of expect slightly nicer interior. What, yeah. what would you say? Our interior is kind of gray, kind of a denim color. There's fake wood over here. I would have, <laughs> I would have liked to seen a much. There's a little bit of like I like this bronze accent that goes around yeah. the screen. I would have liked to seen a little bit more joy in here. It's very, it's very like grayish. A, yeah, it's trying to be very uh, premium, but it feels a little dour in some ways. You know, like in bright interiors, um, I think bring up the kind of the mood of the driver and this one feels a little too like somber so i would have loved to see a little bit of a lighter color in here but you know what the nice thing is we're going to be driving this that's the next thing we should talk about all the way up to prudhoe bay the furthest point north in alaska yeah so this color will not get dirty it's very practical which i love 
Yeah, and that's kind of what uh, traditional pickups are known for, right? Yeah. Uh, we do have mud, uh, mud um, you mean like uh, floor mats? Yeah, yeah um, rubber floor mats. Uh, rubber floor mats. We have pretty tough interior that, you know, even if it gets a little bit of mud on it, you can wipe down. Um, so that's a nice thing about this. And the cab is big because it's a traditional F-150 cab, right? So the back seat is a full size. You could stretch out in the back seat. Uh, of course, crew cab. And uh, I think that's a good thing that they made it a little bit more traditional looking from the outside and also fairly traditional on the inside. Now, if you're wondering what color it is, uh, there are three colors of blue that Ford builds. There's, uh, there's that uh, antimatter blue, which is a very, very dark blue. There's that light blue, which you have. Is that Velocity? Blue? Yeah, Velocity. And we got Atlas Blue, which is yep. kind of the Ford Blue. So if you think of the Ford logo, that's the color of our truck. Uh, we did that because uh, we traded in the Ram TRX on this, uh, which, by the way, uh, basically covered the cost of this. The dealer gave us a check for $102. So we bought it for $77, the TRX, yep. traded it in for... Uh, 82-ish? Yeah, 82. So here, let's, let's see what happens if I use Blue Cruise and I keep... I'm, I'm going to, like... Look, try to check my phone here. I'm pretending like I'm checking my phone. I'm really not. I want to see how long before this thing starts to yell at me. Uh, it's not yelling at me yet. So I was hoping to show you how it dings and what it says when, when it's not happy. But I don't want to take my eyes off the road for real. So maybe it understands the difference between me kind of faking it. And but it is sensitive. I mean, uh, I was looking down at the gauges for yeah. a few seconds. I want to say 10 seconds yesterday. Yeah. And it reminded me to look up. So this system is fairly sensitive, I would say, to how it monitors the driver, which I think is a good thing. You know, let me tell you the controls I'm looking at to my left, it's, it's telling me when I can go hands-free. Now it says hands-free, so there's a steering wheel. Uh, it's giving me the percentage of battery, which is 40%, uh, and the range, which is 97 miles. I also have a temperature gauge for the battery and for the motor. They're both- Which is awesome. Yeah, they're both right in the middle. And then to the right, I have a speedometer, and it says this as a top speed. According to the speedometer, Andrew, of 120, that seems high. It is, seems high for a pickup truck, and we will be testing that at our closed course. Yeah, well, uh, most trucks are rated to about 105, right? Because yeah. it's based on the tire. It's based on tires, it's based on aerodynamics, of course. Um, and like GM trucks are limited to about 98. Uh, Ford trucks about 105. The Raptor is limited at 118. So 120 for the Lightning seems optimistic to me. Yeah, yeah, well, we, I could floor it now. No, we're staying legal. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing everything co correctly here. The other thing that, that Blue Cruise doesn't do, and I'm going I'm to demonstrate it now so you can, you can listen to this. There's a moving truck ahead of me and a Volvo ahead of the moving truck. So I'm going to uh, change lanes. So I, I signal to change lanes. Nothing happens. It will not change lanes automatically. So it basically disengages, and then once I'm in the passing lane, uh, it comes back on. It just yeah. gave me the hands-free symbol, so now it came back on. And the GM system, I would say, is superior in that in this respect because the GM Super Cruise system, it could do, if you're not towing, it will automatically change lanes or help you change lane when you ask for it. And it will tow in hands-free mode. Uh, the Ford does not do that. Yeah, that's interesting. And now it's, we're doing around a little bit of a turn. It's kind of, uh, kind of ping-ponging back and forth. Sometimes I found when you're going around turns, it just gives up its... Uh, autopilotness uh, and speaking of autopilot um, you might be curious how does this compare to like Tesla's full self-driving autopilot so autopilot is hands-on uh, it steers for you full self-driving steers 
pretty much everywhere. Um, but how well, you know, watch some YouTube videos and you can make up your mind. Uh, but uh, so it's somewhere in between that, right? Blue Cruise, you're kind of uh, geofenced only on certain highways. And, and yeah. GM and Ford will tell you it's hundreds of thousands of miles of highways. Like 200,000 miles. And uh, yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. So what, what are we, let's talk about the truck specs. How much horsepower, how much torque? That's kind of cool. How fast are it at 60? Oh my, oh my gosh. I mean, um, so they first announced some numbers and then they kind of bumped those numbers up. So for the extended range F-150 Lightning, uh, we have right here uh, with us, eight, um, sorry, 580 horsepower, 580, uh, which is a lot of horsepower. You know, other than the TRX. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we just um, traded a truck with over 700. So. Yes. Uh, it like is I've, a lot of power. I feel but, like I've gone down a little bit. Oh, no, no. But you went up in torque, Roman. Okay. So the TRX has 650 pound-feet of torque. This Lightning has 775 combined pound-feet of torque. That's the rating. Uh, I believe it because if you punch it from a dead stop, uh, Ford says, what, mid-four-second range, maybe low-four-second range, zero to 60s. We'll be testing a lot more of that. Uh, I believe it. Yeah. And I want to race it, actually drag race it against the TRX. Why not? I want to drag race it against the Rivian and against the Hummer EV. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I also believe it. Uh, and the great thing about electric vehicles is they're not affected by sea level or the lack thereof, right? Because yeah. we live at a mile above sea level. And so the fastest we could ever get that TRX from 0 to 60 was like four and a half seconds uh, because of the fact that we were... Uh, in a place where there's yeah. less oxygen density. So this will be nice to actually have no handicap. In fact, you figure like the way a golf ball travels further, yeah. the higher up you go, uh, you might actually get a little quicker. Yeah, because there's less density uh, yeah. as you go up. So electric vehicles are, you know, uh, they benefit from that. So let's talk about the competitors. We just mentioned them. Uh, we actually have had some interesting conversations with people when we've been charging. So we've been stopping the charge uh, and uh, Obviously, the direct competitors, sort of, kind of, are the Hummer EV, the Cybertruck, which isn't out yet, and, of course, uh, the Rivian. So we've been seeing a lot of Rivians. Actually, twice we've stopped now, we've had Rivians next to us. And ironically, both of them have been Rivian employees. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were also close to normal Illinois. Yeah, that's when, probably when, yeah. Uh, Where the factory is, of course, for Rivian. And, uh, yeah, these guys are very nice. We talked to all of them, and we have videos of that, too. Yeah, we have, uh, once again, all TFL. Yeah, alltfl.com. You can check out our how we bought the truck and our road trip and everything like that. Um, actually, a TFL EV as well. Um, so, um, and then I, I want to mention this. So, there is also the Silverado EV coming yes. in about a year and a half. Yes. Right? Uh, there is also Ram Revolution EV truck coming probably within two years. Uh, so, Ford, so Rivian's on sale, uh, uh, Hummer is on sale, Ford Lightning is on sale, and in the month of May, Ford reported that they sold 201 Lightnings. Yeah, I think that we've been reported that they sold like 1,300 uh, R1Ts in uh, the first quarter, right? Uh -huh. And GM, I think, sold 99 Hummer EVs. In the first quarter of this year. Yeah, I think, I think we'll probably not see another F-150 Lightning. It was funny, we were, um, every time we stopped, like this farmer came up to me and he's like, what's it like to drive an electric truck? And I was like, you know, it's the same as driving, and he was behind a, a Ram 2500 Cummins, right? Yeah. And he had a very interesting question. He was like, you know, for me, um, what I care about, and he didn't care about towing, which you'd think he care about. He didn't care about payload. He cared about where the power was coming from. And as we're driving yeah. through Iowa, we're seeing tons of uh, windmills. Windmills, and that's a hard question because it depends really on on your utility, right? There's 
many, many different utilities around the country, and some, you know, get their power from geothermal, some get it from solar, some get it from coal, some get it from natural gas, some get it from windmills. So Dams, hydro, hydroelectric. Hydro yeah, so that's a really tough question to answer. Um, and let's talk about charging. We, we, uh, we've owned three Teslas now, the three, the Y for long-term reviews, and the X. Uh, and Tesla does the tech really well, right? Uh, so Ford, when you buy this vehicle, uh, gives you 250 kilowatts, kilowatt hours, kilowatt hours of, uh, of, of free, free on Electrify America only uh, uh, charging. Yep. And uh, we we kind of struggled getting the the Ford One Pass and Electrify America to talk to each other. Not not horribly, but with so, the Tesla, it's just completely seamless. Yeah, it wasn't super intuitive. So what you had to do, what I did was, you have to activate the charging. Uh, using the uh, your account on Ford.com, right? So you have to go to their website with connected services, activate the charging, and then go back into your Ford Pass app, which is a standalone app, and then select the charger from there. So I, I, I kind of missed that connection the first time we did it, and then subsequent charging times on our road trip, uh, it actually worked every time. Are you getting charging? charge and go is it working where you just pull up like in a tesla all you would do is pull up to a charger and then you would plug it in and it would automatically bill your credit card or if you had one of those magic ones where you know tesla was giving away free charging for life you would get it for life but is it actually working or do you have to always go in the app can you just pull up plug in and the thing figures it out no you have to go in the app and click uh the charger number where you're at yeah and click activate, and then it happens. Why, why do I have so, to tell the charger number? Shouldn't it know? It should know where the truck is, and it should know what charger it's at. It, it, it doesn't know that. You have to select it. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Yeah, so Tesla's, thing. Tesla's still, I'd say, at least one generation ahead. Now, um, we've been getting, we've been using 350 kilowatt chargers for the most part, and we've been getting, Ford says, 150 kilowatts of charging, but we've been getting as much as 168 kilowatt. Yeah, I, I saw 170 kilowatt speed, charging speed. So actually, on charging speed, I would say the Lightning is uh, pretty good. Yeah, now the, It's good. The place where I'm really unhappy, uh, and Tesla does this once again really well, if you want a road trip at Tesla, basically you go into its navigation, you say, I want to go from Detroit to Colorado, you put in the address, and it tells you where to stop, how long to stop, and usually the Tesla chargers are an interesting location so you can go get coffee. And, and that I love, actually. This is a much better way to road trip. So I used to be one of these people, Andre, where I just wanted to get there. So I would, yeah. I would be in the truck like nonstop. Uh, but, you know, as I get older, I like the fact that I can get out, stretch my legs, use the bathroom, you know, kind of walk around a little bit, get a lay of the land. Um, and this kind of driving forces you to do that because you have to either top off to some extent or get a little bit more to make your next stop. And Tesla's really good at that because you never want to charge from zero to 100, right? Yeah. You want to charge in that magic Goldilocks uh, segment from 20 to 80%. But we've been using how many chargers now to try to plan this road trip? You said you feel like an airline pilot or co-pilot depending on whether you're... So what, what have we encountered? So, several things. First of all, the Lightning has its own navigation system, of course. Yeah, which uh, the last which, time took us to some weird off-grid chargers that weren't even part of Electrify America. Exactly. So, it has its own navigation system. You can, of course, put in your destination. It'll plan your charging stops. But like you said, it, it wanted us to go to... Uh, I'm not sure why it chose that place, but I think, it was... I think it was Electrify Albania. I think that was... No, 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 <laughs> no. 
it was just it was just a kind of a it's still the DC station, but it wasn't Electrify America, well, so we'd look, have to pay. Yeah, look, if, so it's not part of the network. You have to pay. Nor is it a 350 kilowatt right. charger, right? It's 150 maybe or less than that. Like like the truck should know the fastest and most efficient ways of charging because you planned out this. Uh, trip using Better Route Planner, yes. and you're adding like five hours, right? Because you're driving an electric vehicle. Yeah, you are adding five hours of stoppages uh, for charging. So instead of what, 20 hours, it's going to take us 25, is yeah. that fair? Okay. Yeah, um, but so we used, like you said, um, F-150 Lightning native nav. We've used a Better Route Planner, which is a it's standalone website oh, and app. Happy. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa horrible trailer sway what the heck was that andre that was terrifying what? yeah they, they slammed on their brakes and tried to pass this tried is pass the FedEx. so there was a, a trailer that was just being pulled that almost ran into a, a fedex truck fedex truck and then he just slammed into the fast lane right ahead of us and that was that beeping you heard was the blue crew saying take over and luckily i did but that's the downside to autonomy today you always have to be paying attention you can't just sit back and humans are bad at that right we're good at paying attention we're good at not paying attention but this half state yeah the transient state is not yeah. good yeah all right well that's so good. nobody got hurt keep going okay <laughs> nobody got hurt um we've used plug share yes right because we needed to stop at a hotel last night and we we, we needed to figure to figure out which hotel had which type of chargers and by the um, way that hotel supposedly had a level two we got there with like oh, what 30 percent oh. Twenty. We got to the hotel at twenty-seven percent state of charge. We slept for four and a half hours, yeah. and we got twenty-five percent. It was super slow charging. It was like six kilowatts, Roman. Six kilowatts. That's not level two, Andre. That's that's barely. It's barely, barely a home charger. Yeah, Best Western. Yeah, if you're gonna do that, don't even advertise. Just just you know hide them behind a wall of shame somewhere because it's absolutely useless so we picked that hotel because of the chargers and you know you don't know and we showed up and it was really not yeah, high powered yeah i get there and the, and the cord going to the truck is like you know a straw literally like the size of a straw i'm like andre this is not good that's a bad sign that's a bad sign yeah yeah so we've used that then we've used electrify america native app right because i, I wanted to have a quick way to figure out where the next station is so Basically, what I'm saying, Roman, is right now... You have to use four different apps to, to kind of plan your trip. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And if you like that, it's it's challenging and interesting. Uh, but for most people... No, for most people, it needs to be easier. Yeah, it's untenable, wouldn't you say? So, so yeah. So, I think what I think probably Ford should do, and I think they're probably working on this right now, is just to kind of... Uh, the system is already, I would say, 90-95% there on, the, on their nav system. They need to improve it, I think, in a way to where you can preview your stops, right? Yeah, yeah we so, couldn't figure out where. The other problem was we can't figure out where Ford is asking us to stop. So it shows us where the next stop is. And you can zoom in to it. Yeah, but right? if you can't click on it, it won't tell you what it is. Right. So then you got to go to Plug Share to click on it to figure out if it's actually a charging. A good one or a bad one. Yeah, because in Plug Share you've got pictures and then not just not just speed but also is there a place to have lunch you know i mean is it in the middle of the field is it in a, a shopping mall you know that that yeah. all kind of determines where you want to stop right yeah so i think I, I think they can get better quickly right so uh just improve that system so i think it's not there yet it's yeah just not yeah at least when you compare it to tesla tesla has certainly at least one generation ahead 
Uh, now, the last thing I'm going to do before we, you know, end this special episode is kind of talk about uh, some of the things we're going to be doing with this truck. So, Andre, you want to talk about what you've got planned in terms of towing with it and in terms of fuel economy? Yeah, totally. So, iGauntlet is our signature thing. Yes. TFL truck. Uh, we've been doing iGauntlet World's Toughest Towing Test for over nine years. This is uh, Colorado Rocky Mountain grade, Eisenhower Tunnel grade. Uh, I want to see exactly how the Lightning can handle uh, a heavy trailer, right? Up and down this, we'll be uh, judging it by uh, looking at its um, re um, uh, regen braking on the way down the mountain, its control, its stability. We're going to compare it directly against the Rivian, right? Because the Rivian is the other truck currently on sale. Um, and I'm hoping to compare it against the Hummer too. So hopefully uh, we'll get the Hummer EV truck as well very, very soon. And, uh, and you know what? There are three very different trucks, right? Totally. Uh, let's talk about the differences. So to me, Ford decided on a interesting strategy, which I think is being successful because uh, they say they have 200,000 reservations for this truck, uh, 40,000 they're building this year. Uh, and their idea was, you know, Let's make it just a regular F-150 that happens to be electric, right? That's it, what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, there's a little, like, the light bar signature in the back is different. There's kind of a giant C-clamp in the front with the light, right? Uh, but uh, if, you, if you didn't see the little lightning on the side or you didn't see the fact that we're sitting at a electric charging station yeah. versus a gas station, you probably wouldn't even know it's electric. Now, Rivian went this weird, I should say weird, different way where it's smaller, right? It's not a mid-sized truck, it's not a full-size truck, so it's kind of in between. Yep. Uh, and we've had it, we reviewed it, we've spent time with it, so we know it very well. Uh, but that to me is a lifestyle truck, right? Yeah, it it feel, feels like something that uh, you'd want to take camping. Yeah, and I think it has kind of a... I would say a little bit more luxurious interior or slightly different interior. Yeah, it's a you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so if you were comparing it, let's say you were comparing it to the gas equivalent, that to me would compete directly with like a Tacoma. Yeah, but a way nicer interior. Yeah, it's I very, would say. It's very nice, yeah. Like stylish, you know, kind of futuristic looking. But that would I, be the closest like kind of like kind of vibe I get. Yeah, and, and so the Rivian, I would agree with you. I mean, it's very capable. Uh, it's very fast, right? Uh, price, uh, by price, it's competitive. Well, it is, but it isn't. So Rivian did this funky thing where they came out to get a lot of reservations, and the reservations were expensive. They were 2500 This was like three years ago, right? And they, I think, and I don't know this, so I'm, this is a guess of mine, in my opinion. I think they underpriced it to get a lot of reservations. So when they did their SPAC, right, their public partnership to go public they had a lot of reservations to, to help boost the stock and then they came out this is why I, I think so there's also a lawsuit that says this and then they tried to raise the price from like the 70s to the 90s basically fifteen thousand dollars for everybody for everybody even the people who had pre-ordered and reserved and and then they got so much blowback that they had to go back uh, and honor the price that they initially said the vehicle was going for generation holders right? yeah so if you reserve that truck like our friend alex is getting one alex on autos right and you got it for the initial seventy thousand. this is the four motor uh you know long range uh launch edition and you got it for that 70 then you're getting a hell of a bargain because if you want to order that now and configure it it's more like a ninety thousand dollar truck or or more or yeah. more yeah so so if you take the old pricing it's a bargain but if you take the new pricing you i think you probably get more truck for your money with the Ford, because they've got similar range, similar battery than yeah. you do with the Rivian, because you get a bigger truck, you get more payload, you get less motors, this only has two motors, but you get a lot more. If you're a truck 
guy, right? You get a lot more utility than you do with the Rivian. Yes, and then the Hummer EV truck, the um, GMC Hummer EV, is like a moonshot for GM. Yeah, right? they yeah. threw the kitchen sink at this thing. Uh, it's got you know four wheel steering, a 1,000 horsepower, uh, height adjustable suspension, uh, a a removable roof. Right? Yeah, it's, it's like a it's like a Jeep. It's also 112,000. Yes, yes, it's more expensive. And it's just like uh, they threw every feature at this thing. It's it's also pretty special. Yeah, so that one feels more like a G wagon competitor, right? Yeah, I, I can see people who want to show off, but at the same time want to show off and be green, like driving it down. And I think like Ashton Kutcher has gotten one. It, it's like it's it's LeBron James has one, right? Yeah, yeah. It's becoming. It's funny because they took a Hummer, which became the poster child for conspicuous consumption, and they basically recreated it in an electric truck. Yeah, which is, uh, we'll, we'll see how successful it is. I mean, they also have many reservations, right? Oh, oh we got to that. It's scary. We just, oh, there's a, What happened? Uh, oh, are you going to so, take over? You're so, no, I'm going to let it go. We're, we're next to a semi-truck that's carrying a gigantic excavator. And you could have touched that uh, excavator. Esca I don't, I don't want to touch it. You want to you touch the little oversized flag? <laughs> wow, that was close. Yeah, they need to work on their like, more natural driving. <laughs> That was quite the... We were also going over a bridge. Yeah. So that semi-truck had to move over a little bit. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. where were we? Uh, I think the computer knows that we've got plenty of room, but the, the, the human head and certainly the human heart was like, <laughs> no, this is no good. Oh, we were talking about the Hummer, so... Uh, okay. We've, we've got um, 70 miles of range left. We're heading to Council Bluffs right now where they're... Is another charger, Electrify America. Yeah. Once again, we're trying, and, and let's face it, Andre, that 250 kilowatts of free charging isn't a lot. I think we burned through it already. We're close. So, like we said, uh, the battery in this truck is 131 kilowatt hours. So, they really gave us two full charges. Yeah. And, so, uh, and there was also, I want to mention this, there was also a story online that said because, so there, this is not official, but because apparently some, the a home station pro chargers for Ford are uh, there's a shortage of those um, some there's a story online that Ford was going to give more free charging to customers but we haven't seen that no we haven't got but I'd love to get it uh, we, we would love to get that because yeah, yes. we bought the charging station and we didn't get it with the truck no they said that we have to call Sunrun we have to schedule an appointment so we don't have it in hand and yeah. it's an expensive piece of equipment the other thing that I loved about like a Model X was actually any of the Teslas was that you can use a phone as a key and Ford said that this truck is going to be capable of that but now they're saying it's a over the air update yeah uh, they'll so, come later yeah yes. I'm bummed because I love a phone as a key I hate carrying around big keys and I love that feature um, so, Andre, um, as we head to our next charging station, yeah. uh, we should tell them about what the really big project that we're doing with this. We're calling this, of course, the Northern Lightning, and that is because? Because uh, we have a plan to take it uh, to Prutro Bay, the very top of North America. It's telling me to keep my hands on the wheel. Oh, yeah, this is kind of a, yeah, steep, kind of curve, a yeah. steep curve here in the highway. Yep. Uh, we, we're calling it Nor Northern Lightning Amps to Alaska. So uh, we really want to push ourselves and push the truck and push everything and see what it's like to actually camp with, yes. right, with a camper. Yes. Uh, what it is to drive, like to drive in the wilderness 
of partially uh, Canada and also Alaska, right? Yeah, and, we, and you may be wondering, how are we going to get up to Prudhoe Bay with no charging stations? Yes, how? Well, we've got a cunning plan. You'll have to stay tuned. But one of the things that we are doing, which isn't cunning, is we're uh, hoping to take you guys along with us. So we're geocaching like we did when we went to all the 50 highest points in all the 50 states for Motor Mountain USA. Yep. We're geocaching T-shirts and TFL belt buckles. Uh, and if you watch the videos, uh, you know, we, we show you where we, we hide it, and the first person that gets there uh, gets it. And then we t you take a picture of yourself, and then we post it on our social media so that people can see that you found the thing. The... the geocache we left at the dealer has already been found yeah justin picked it up so thank you justin congratulations justin yeah so you know like you said there's a t-shirt there's a couple of onyx off-road uh stickers and goodies um so yeah all the all, all that stuff is there so you can kind of come with us on this trip you, you know what else has been driving me a little bonkers in what? this truck uh, it's got a regular old antenna for eighty-one thousand. I'm watching that antenna, and, and it's wiggling in the it's wind. It's wiggling. You know, wondering like how much more arrow this would be if it didn't have a big old sticking up antenna. You know, like give me something that's a little bit more arrow. I feel like this is where the bean counters came in, huh? Well, I think that antenna's been around for decades. Maybe it's <laughs> older than me. I know. I think they put it on the Raptor. I think they put it on the Bronco. It's it's on so, everything. Yeah, and I'm, so, I'm I'm sure it works well, but yeah. For a, for a truck that's supposed to be efficient, you know. And then, hey, one other thing I want to mention before we knock this off, Andre, and call it a uh, a podcast, which yeah. is a special bonus episode. Uh, we've got our uh, TFL bids back up and running. So if you've been watching truck, you know that we have a series called Go Big. We had a Suburban that we just sold. Now we're selling the Escalade, and eventually we're going to be selling your... Um, no, we're selling the Excursion. Eventually, we're selling your Escalade. Exactly. And we have some other vehicles on sale coming up, right? Yeah, we're hopefully getting some other vehicles for uh, people to, to be up there as well. But right now, the Excursion's up there. So if you want to get yourself a an uh, affordable four-wheel drive vehicle. With a 10-speed. Uh, that's the biggest ten, vehicle. 10-speed. No, no, no. 10-cylinder. Ten 10-cylinder. Ten sorry. 10-cylinder, yeah. not 10-speed. I think it barely has like six. <laughs> it's barely have four speeds. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> How many speeds do we have this? Uh, one. one? One, yeah. Yeah, no transmission, right? So, yeah, Ford is doing this interesting thing where really the front and rear electric motors in this truck are basically identical hardware. They just manage how much power goes to which one, right? And how that's distributed um, when you need it. And I think on the highway, it's using a little bit more of a front and less of the rear to make it a little bit more efficient. Uh, but dude, uh, to summarize, our, or at least my perspective of this experience, the road trip and the lightning, I would say, so two miles per kilowatt hour at 70 to 75-ish feels okay, but a little bit low. Well, it's a truck. It's a big it, truck. It's a big truck, but in order to go far... I bet you the Hummer's not getting that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let, let me ask you this, Andre. Yes. You, you own a F-150 hybrid. Yes. If all things were equal, right? If you could get one of these for the same price as the hybrid, how much did you pay for your hybrid? Like fifty-one thousand. All right. So if you got the Pro, right, which you'd have to probably get, which is thirty-nine, and you get the added battery, which you probably want, which gives you that three hundred miles of range. So if it were if fifty-one thousand dollar Lightning or fifty-one thousand dollar hybrid F one fifty, which would you buy now that you've had a chance to get behind the wheel and live a little bit of the EV life? As, as of as of today, yeah. I would stay with my hybrid. Okay. And, why? Uh, and here's why. Uh, in about a month, uh, my family, we're going on vacation. We're towing our boat to Lake Powell, okay. which is about 400 miles for me. And I want to get there fast, mm. towing. 
You see what I'm saying? And and I feel like if I had a little bit more time, you know, I could make it in the Lightning. But um, I, I as of right now, as far as towing is concerned and going long distance, right now would stay with my hybrid. So you're one of those guys who wants to get there as soon as possible. Yes. For you, it's the destination and not the journey. Yeah, I want to go on the, on the water. I want to go to the water. Fair enough. And Fort. Keep in mind, Andre, Ford has said that they've optimized their software uh, to take things into account like topography when you're towing. So it gives you a much, yes. much greater uh, and hopefully more Precise. insightful yeah. uh, guesstimate at what... Which is fine. Which can, is good. You can tow, but, you know, we're we're struggling getting 300 miles of range. Not towing. Not towing. If you were towing, I bet you'd be down to realistically half that maybe, maybe just a little bit more. Yeah, and we'll be testing that. We'll be we'll, testing we'll, it. Yeah. We'll find out for sure. And we're also gonna, we're also going to be testing campers to see what it does for you know for a, with a camper. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a it's a good point, Andre. I mean, you know, I like getting out using the bathroom, but at some point, if you got a family and you want to get on the water, you're not going to be able to do it as quickly in an electric vehicle as you would in a traditional. Or, you know, or a hybrid vehicle. Yes. You, know, you know, no one's no one's going to force anybody to go electric. I mean, there's going to be incentives. So if you consider incentives as a way to get you to go electric, then I'd say take advantage of them. <laughs> Why not? If the government's giving away yeah. free money, don't be grumpy about it. Take it. Yeah, and, and like we said, like many of you uh, write to us and say, uh, Andre, you you're uh, saying electric for all, and you're promoting electricity. No, we're promoting choice. Yeah. You know, we test every vehicle, every pickup truck and every vehicle uh, on the market. And, and there's, if electricity doesn't make sense for you, don't, don't do it. Yeah. Do something else. Yeah, yeah. That's why, like, when, uh, you know, we're going to be doing this video Monday comparing the three, I'm really curious what the cost of the difference is between electric, especially with gas prices and diesel prices being so high. And by the way, we are keeping very close track of how much we're spending. At the end of our series, we're doing a three-part series on truck. Uh, with this road trip, uh, we'll let you know exactly how much money it cost us to go 1,300 miles, and you can compare that to how much it would cost if you had a diesel truck. Or and actually, diesels are more expensive now because, for some unbeknownst reason, diesel has gotten more expensive than gas by a lot. Yeah, and we're also keeping track of the energy we used right yeah. on this trip because you can convert diesel and gasoline to uh, kilowatt hours. You know, you can use a little formula to kind of convert the energy you're using, so we can also compare that. So all that is coming, all TFL.com. Remember, check out TFL Bids if you want to get yourself a Survivor uh, excursion. And thank you guys for listening to the special bonus episode of TFL Talking Trucks. And thank you, Andre, for including me. I'm really grateful for you uh, listening and for you, Andre, for letting me uh, come along. Yeah, thank, thank, thank you guys for listening, as always. Yeah, see you guys next time. Ciao. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.